Welcome to Ad Chatter, the podcast from adpulp.com. Hello, friends and colleagues. This is David Byrne in Austin, Texas, and we have our co-host of Ad Chatter, Dan Goldgeier in Seattle. Dan, what's going on in Seattle? Oh, you know, everything is fine over here. We were branded the anarchist jurisdiction, and so things are just running wild right now, and the tomatoes are loose in the streets, and the latte is flowing. Uh, It's a free-for-all. Oh, you're making me laugh. I appreciate that. Uh, so the, the tomatoes are out of control. Yes. Yeah, they are. They're just hanging, they're just hanging out everywhere and you can <laughs> pick one off if you want. Well, I love salads. So, you know, I would love to pick one and cut it up. I also love BLTs. Um, so thank you for that, Dan. I appreciate the, the humor and, uh, let's hope that our listeners do as well. Um, to move uh, right into the show where it's not humorous at all, we'll deal with a serious topic right off the top. Uh, Dan, we, we both read this same article on Medium by a gentleman named Craig Ainsley, who's British. And it's about uh, the culture of overwork in the ad agency business. And at one point in his article, he says, I realized... I know nine people in advertising who have had to seek medical help because of work-induced burnout and exacerbated mental health problems. A few of them were hospitalized. Some had to take a leave of absence. That's nine. I know dozens more who feel the same strain but are yet to break. Uh, This is a scary and horrible article um, because it's true. Uh, I don't know what question I have other than to say, when are we going to wake up and snap out of this as, a, as, a, as an industry? Yeah, this blog has been making the rounds in the last couple of weeks. It's on Medium for those of you who want to go look it up. And we've seen stories of a few people in the last several years who've been overworked to death. There was one, I think, in India. There was one in Japan, maybe. Uh, creatives or people working in advertising just working ridiculous hours around the clock and feeling the pressure to do it. And this is something that for decades uh, advertising has, has dealt with. And I think that it's only gotten exacerbated more because now we live in a 27, 24 seven culture where emails get, sent out at 11 o'clock at night and changes need to be made at two in the morning and, and presentations need to be whipped into shape overnight. And so you combine that with a, a, a young workforce that has uh, a lot of pressure on it and not a lot of exit strategies. And it's a, just a combustible situation. And there are some agencies that recognize this. I don't think it's, every agency certainly not every agency uh but it's a problem and you know the more recognition we have of the problem the more it may get addressed this guy craig ainsley he names a couple of agency names in the blog and that's the kind of pressure that's going to have an effect it's mystifying to me that 
that creative industries are, are run by people who seem to have forgotten where the creative spark comes from and how creative is cultivated in a culture. Uh, it's definitely not going to come from overworking your people. It's going to come from inspiring your people and giving them room to think. And, you know, um, so however you structure that, whether it's a four day work week or, or however, uh, it needs to be done. Um, I, I've seen it done. I, I've worked in agencies that, uh, you know, everyone was out the door by six. Uh, were they, you know, less creative or less successful? Far, far from it. Um, they had better systems. So, yeah. mm -hmm. And that's, that's what it's going to take. It's a, it, it is a system-wide, top-down process. The president of the agency, the chief creative officers, the chief uh, account directors need to set the standard and those, um, those guidelines to say, okay, we're not going to work this way. Uh, unfortunately, many of them got that job by working that way. So, you know, the shit runs downhill, as the kids like to say. Uh, so, it, it, but it is, it is, a, it, is, it is a management imperative to put those policies in place to say, okay, we're not going to overwork our people and we don't have that expectation and, in, and we're going to be successful anyway. We're going to do the best work we can and be as profitable as we can without having to work our people to death. It, it seems like some of the bros think it's a fraternity where you get to haze people. And I'm sorry to break it to you if you're listening and you're one of these people. It's, it's not a frat. No, no, it's not. It's not. And I think, like I said, I think that uh, now that we are in an era where public confessionals via blogs and Medium and LinkedIn are becoming more and more uh, regular and more and more accepted, I think you're going to see more of this call out. That's a good thing. You know, that's real transparency. <laughs> it is. And we have not had that in this business for uh, a long time, or we didn't have it until many years ago. I, I mean, I wrote something uh, a few weeks ago on Twitter that, you know, when I started writing columns for Talent Zoo, I was anonymous because I thought what I was saying was real controversial. You know, the young folks in advertising today have no fear, or a maybe a little fear, but not as much fear as anybody else did back in the day. They, they, they talk, they name names. Uh, they're not afraid to talk about how they feel and uh, policies that they think need to be fixed. And that's a good thing. It is, and I think the starting point is, you know, the quote-unquote man is abusive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if that's the starting point, you could see where it's going from there. Uh, so big issue, big problem. I'd love to see some more elegant solutions in the very near future. Uh, let's move on to some commercials for this episode that we've identified that are worth discussing. And this first one is uh, a pasta sauce, Rayo's homemade, uh, which I have in the cupboard and I like quite a bit. It's a great sauce. The commercial, I will play it so we can hear it. It's very, very simple. It's, it's a slideshow of stills uh, in the kitchen. And uh, let's listen now. Torreo's homemade. 
delicious as slow, simmered Italian tomatoes. It's also a vibe, a moment, a memory that never fades. Delicious is spicy, it's sweet. Delicious is always worth it. Put real delicious ingredients in, only delicious food comes out. So manja, go make that thing you've been craving. Because delicious, delicious isn't gonna do itself. Rayo's homemade, make every day delicious. Dan, the word delicious got overused there to the point of abuse. Yeah. Uh, so if you look on this spot, if you look up the spot on YouTube, you'll see it is, like you said, David, a slideshow, basically somebody who just took a bunch of still photos while a couple of different families and gatherings were having in a typical Italian type dinner. And the whole effect of it is, for lack of a better word, just cheap. Um, it doesn't feel very sophisticated. The script is very, very trite. Um, the photos look, you know, like somebody took them with an iPhone and I don't know much about Rouse. I'm sure it could be delicious, delicious, uh, sauce, but this is a well trodden territory, uh, selling Italian, um, sauce. And I'm not sure that this is, uh, the most elegant solution to, to do it. Um, it just looked like they had low budget. They wanted to get a video out there. I'm not convinced this would even be on the, uh, on the air, just a, a YouTube video or something that they can promote on, uh, on the internet. It just, uh, it feels kind of low budget and, uh, you know, just, a, just, just, a, I'd like to see a better effort on their part. Well, here's the surprising part. Um, this, this is made by Butler Shine and Stern and partners. Uh, ah. one, of, one of the best agencies in the business. Yeah, I didn't didn't know that. And that still doesn't change my opinion. I'm not sure why this is looking and feeling the way it is, unless it was so hamstrung by our COVID-19 that there were very limited options here. I was thinking that this is this is a COVID-19 spot that's that's you know basically made on someone's computer. I mean, this is a homemade commercial, and that's where I almost started to say because it's butler shine is that the concept that that hey let's just make a homemade commercial <laughs> well maybe that's it because you know i'm looking at the bottle it says uh Rao's homemade marinara so maybe this idea that it is a homemade commercial for a homemade product is the connection that doesn't come across uh, so much in the spot so they, they say something right at the end in the commercial that hints at that uh, but you're right, and it's. I, I guess the thing that caught my attention here is that I said to myself, "Is this deceptively simple, or where you were a minute ago, just sort of bad?" <laughs> and um, and given that it's Butler Shine, I've really that really you know made me curious because they've made so many great commercials over the years. Oh yeah, it's a legendary agency full of a lot of talented people. I don't know where I just don't know where this is coming from. You see it for the first time, it's. I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss to understand what it is because, you know, in the, in the COVID-19 era, we have seen a lot of folks make their own commercials or do things on a low budget that, that were pretty damn impressive. And this is, this feels like a family slideshow in, 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 in a bad way. Agreed. Agreed. It, it, like, Hey, let me show you what, the, what our eighth grader made. Um, 
we, you know, I think Dan and I both have mad respect for Butler Shine. I happen to like this product. I eat this product. So it's just, it's, it's curious. It, uh, we don't know the answer here, but it's very simple, possibly deceptively simple. Uh, let's move on to the next commercial. And this one is from Adidas, and it features Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of the Chiefs, the NFL champion chiefs let's listen in to this uh text i it's uh it's it's a minute and a half i want to move it up to i want to skip the first 30 seconds and come in there i think what you've seen with these last few months with the coronavirus and then with the black lives matter movement and you've seen the community, black and white, going out and, and peacefully protesting and coming together for one cause. I mean, it gives you hope. I just want to look back at history after these months and not talk about how negative these few months were, but how positive it was and how people went out there and accepted the challenge every single day and, and came out better on the other side. And now it's all about action. It's all about the next step. Everybody in the league is coming together and guys are talking openly and uh, really listening to each other that's what's going to happen is we're going to be back we'll be playing sports but at the same time we're going to be taking action and we're going to be making change in this world so that it's a better place when we leave it interesting the uh the nfl has gone through rapid changes this year uh, based on covid and then black lives matter and here adidas is capturing some of that spirit uh what do you think of this commercial, Dan? Well, it's powerful. You know, as you said, the NFL has gone in all in on issues of racial justice and trying to get the message out. And it is polarizing. Uh, I remember a couple of weeks, weeks ago, my wife posted something on Facebook about how happy she was that the NFL was uh, finally football was back. And then like half a dozen of her Facebook uh, contacts, I wouldn't call them friends, said, oh, I'm boycotting the NFL, you know, to hell with these people, you know, why don't they stick to sports? So it's alienating a certain percentage of uh, football fans, but at the same time, they're, they know who their audience is, and especially Adidas knows who its audience is, so they're not afraid to go talk about this, because in a league full of uh, a lot of young black men, this is a relevant topic. So, and you've got, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, uh, addressing it, you know, that everybody is uh, across the league is uh, now empowered to say something about it. So, whether it makes a difference in society is something that has yet to uh, be determined. I mean, this is a long term problem. It didn't start overnight, it's not going to get end overnight. But uh, Adidas is is going all in because they also know, you know, who their audience is and and uh, who buys their products. I, you know, I'm happy with it because the power of the players are moving the NFL brand, and then the brands like Adidas that that, that draft on that in a case like this to a better place. They're recognizing their power and they're speaking up. You know, we have a, a president who was a reality TV star. It's hard for me to to see why the uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback with, an, with a championship ring on his finger shouldn't have the mic. 
Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's that's sports, and the people who say that sports have shouldn't be mixed with politics and vice versa don't know their history, and that's just part of society. And whether you like the message or not, you certainly don't have to watch the NFL if you don't like it. But you know, these folks, uh, the NFL players, have a very um, personal interest in a lot of this. So, as as most of us do. So, we'll see where it goes. Well, I like the NFL better now. It's it's more interesting. Uh, I like a labor movement that forces ownership into a better place because you know they're not going to volunteer. No, no, you know they're they're the power. You know the players need to realize they have power and they need to use that power if they if they want to make change. Yes, and I also like Adidas. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> well that helps too. Yes, it does. Uh, let's move on to one more commercial for this ad chatter episode. And this one is a new laptop from Lenovo called Yoga. We are fascinating. Yes, I am. We launch rockets to Mars, but we also do this. We're inventive, optimistic, incredibly ambitious, easily distracted. And that's okay. Yoga is made for all of us. Helping you to create. Helping you to remember. To keep going. Or just impress. Whatever your thing, we got you. Lenovo Yoga for all of us. First of all, the name yoga, I really think it's already taken. (laughs) Where have you heard it before? (laughs) It's, yes, uh, you know, what is this supposed to say about the machine that it's flexible and that it's calm and centered? Well, so, yeah, it certainly looks lightweight from the commercial. Uh, you know, some of these, some of these new laptops are, are ridiculously light compared to my MacBook pro. Uh, but you know, this is another one of those commercials we see where it's just the celebration of the doer or the celebration of the entrepreneur or the celebration of the person who makes it happen. And the thing you need to make it happen is this laptop. It's the center of your life because you see in the spot, if you look on it on YouTube there, it's just in all sorts of social and business situations. You know, I've always thought that a lot of these PCs now are commodity products. So naming it yoga is just another way of branding it in some other beats, calling it the RG five plus, but you know, if it's really a flexible, um, if that's sort of there's flexibility as as a guide for the why they named it that it's not completely obvious but you know they're 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 trying to uh brand the way some cars do the other the other problem i have with this commercial is that they say that the machine is for all of us and that the brand lenovo is smarter technology for all and you and i know dan that that uh, clients tend to say when we ask who's who's your product or service for what what do they say it's everybody it's everybody with fingers you know uh yeah so there's there's you know yoga has a tagline and then lenovo has a tagline and they kind of overlap each other and in the end it doesn't really brand lenovo as anything particularly special or distinct for all of us is also simply wrong. I, I will not use a PC. 
no matter what it's called, no matter what it costs, I just, I'm not going to do that. So I guess I'm excluded because yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think, uh, uh, Mac people are pretty hardcore, although PCs have gotten a lot better in the last, you know, 20 years, but, uh, you know, there's still that dividing line. So yeah, no, it's not for all of us. Pretty weak, pretty weak product intro. And uh, the last thought on this one is that naming, you've got two copywriters on the show here. Naming is difficult. It's one of the more difficult things that you'll ever ask of a copywriter. And, you know, I think one of the rules to apply is the shorter the copy, the harder it is to write. Um, I, I know we've both been involved in naming projects and you end up writing literally hundreds and hundreds of names. They have to go through legal checks uh, and rounds and rounds and it eats up a lot of effort and mental energy and time and money. Yeah, and so this is a situation where yoga as a word must be completely cleared in the space of the uh, computers and technology world. Nobody else has got a trademark on it. Otherwise, you'd get into a lot of trouble. And yoga, of course, is used in a million other, you know, industries and, and types of work and businesses. So, you know, I don't know how they landed on that, but they do have a good legal team if they, they're going to get away with it. <laughs> great point. Great point. So friends, colleagues, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Ad Chatter. You can listen to Ad Chatter on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher, and several other platforms. We thank you for tuning in once again, and Dan and I will be back next week with another episode. Dan, last word. Well, thank you, David, and thank you for everybody. We'd love to hear your feedback. If you like what we're talking about, if you don't like what we're talking about, let us know. Sponsored by Large Mountain in Omaha, Nebraska. Engineered by Dan Goldgeier in Seattle, Washington.